the world we live in. I'm going to title the episode this. Roll credits. I said the title, The World We Live In. That's what the episode's going to be called. Welcome back to another episode of Reeking Havoc, the world's weirdest podcast. Paul, how you doing today? Fantastic. That's what we like to hear. It's a Mamba Monday. It's a Mamba Mentality Monday, as every day should be, but we appreciate it more on Mondays, because it's just alliteration and stuff yes, like that. I feel like Kobe. Feels like Kobe. And his sister's <laughs> going to be turning, it's her Kobe year on her golden birthday. Yeah, on the 24th. But she didn't know that. She, she was not aware of what I meant when I said it's going to be your Kobe year. That's tough. That's but, tough. you know, it's all good. So it turns out, actually, Paul, I, I was telling Paul right before we jumped into this, you can force a headache from singing. And it's literally in one spot of my head. Now, granted, I was singing Sound of Silence by Disturbed. It's not originally their song, but I was singing that version because my dad asked me to make a cover of that. One, it is a super, super hard song to sing in general, but especially with my non-singing vocals, one, but just my range isn't there for this one. So it's coming out a little shaky. We're still working on it. Hopefully it can turn into something good, but I had to take a break because my head was killing me. And yeah, it's it's feeling better now. Those Tylenol start to kick in soon. The concussion grade Tylenol. But man, let me tell you, I do not. There there's certain voices in this world that will never make any sense to me. Obviously Chester, because yes. every time he sings, it just sounds like his vocal cords are just ripping in half. Brendan, uh, Yuri, I mean, special. That man is magical. If you haven't heard his cover of Bohemian Rhapsody, do yourself a huge favor and go check that out because it is beautiful. And that's even, that's an understatement. We're talking best painting you've ever seen type beautiful here. We're talking the first time you saw the dark night beautiful. We're talking the one day, maybe if it ever happens for us Lions fans, watching them win a Super Bowl beautiful. It has that power. But, I mean, man, back to voices, I can't, I didn't expect to be able to sing like him at all because he yells, but he still has vibrato, which doesn't make sense in my head. And that shouldn't because it shouldn't humanly really be possible. But he found a way to do it. And I can't do that. So it doesn't sound like that. So we're going to probably reevaluate and probably put my own spin on it. But, yeah, that's where we're at right now. So uh, you popped a brain cell, essentially, is what happened from singing so loud. Yep. That's what it feels like. There was, Uh, I just, it was the first time I came in and talked to you and I came back to start recording again. I opened my mouth to sing and I just felt this excruciating pain in the right temple and I was like, sweet. This is fantastic. (laughs) Nothing like (laughs) grabbing a concussion from singing. Never thought I'd see the day. Never thought I'd see the day. Uh, we're gonna. This is going to be a special day because there's going to be two episodes releasing. There's an episode we recorded last week that's coming out tomorrow as well. So episode six and seven will be out tomorrow. Uh, there's going to be no particular order you need to listen into because these are not a series. These both are just nonsense episodes. But I got behind in the editing. 
And we kind of got a little behind on the recording as we started a new semester. Well, not new semester, but in a way a new semester because it's new classes that are accelerated. So we had to figure some stuff out. Things are getting busy. We are in album mode, which is big time. Spent spent a lot of uh, last week working on the new album that will be coming out to be determined when. Uh, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. We'll, we'll probably have a special episode uh, within the next month dedicated to diving into more of that. But, yeah, last week, I, I mean, I was busy recording a lot, and we didn't really get around to any other episodes of podcasting. But we're back. We're going to try and be on schedule as much as we can this week and get the episodes out to you guys so you can listen with your ears. Yeah, I have to hope you listen with your ears because can't really listen with much else. But anyway, Paul, what a weekend. The Lions got a victory. Tennessee looked like a joke. <sighs> Any weekend the Lions win, you got to gotta enjoy it. You got to enjoy it. That's what I've learned. You know, even though we beat the Jags, which, like, if you didn't beat the Jags, like, come on. Yeah. And now Jags people are, are now great. people are saying, like, well, the Lions don't look so bad. No, no, no. Listen, 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 listen. We do. It okay, was the Jaguars. We're still not that good. Um, I mean, there's there we're having a, a, an easier stretch of games per se coming yeah. up, and I mean it'll be interesting to see how they fare against teams like they'll play the Falcons next week, I believe. Yeah, it'd be cool to see how they fare against the Falcons because I mean, the Falcons are a good team that just underperform all the time. If if we go into that game within like two scores. And we're, we're ideally, I hope we go in the fourth quarter down two scores because then it's a, it's a wrap. The Falcons ain't winning. Oh, yeah. They can't, cannot go into a fourth quarter with a lead. It's just, I mean, Julio came alive this week, which was surprising, I guess, because he's yeah. kind of had a slow start to the year. But it was nice seeing him have a good day. I mean, he's a fantasy team, so that was nice. I always love to see the fantasy boys perform. Yeah, we actually, there's a game on right now, isn't there? Uh, Bills and the Chiefs, I believe, are playing Bills right and the now. Chiefs. What a weird world we live in. We, we, last week was the game on Tuesday, right? Yeah, we yep, had a we've Tuesday, had a Tuesday, Tuesday night game. football. We've had Tuesday night football. We've had weird times for Monday night games. COVID, man, creates weird situations. But how about it? How about it? We also, uh, last night, the... Well, we just played it last night, but the Call of Duty beta for Cold War, Black Ops Cold War, came out this weekend. I believe it came out Friday, and it's over now. Good game. Solid game. Good game. I was a big fan of it. It's not too uh, complicated like we've seen some of the other games in the past. I'm not necessarily talking about, I mean, obviously there's no wall running or flying like there's turned away from after that got such bad backlash. But from what I can tell, and obviously this is just the beta, but the gun system isn't too complex. It's pretty straightforward with attachments. You already have all the attachments unlocked, and then it's just tiers. And you get five per, and then you know you have some perks and stuff like that, mix and match, set up your character how you want to play. And the maps were good. Yeah, the maps were solid. I like the maps. Miami was uh, a little confused. There's certain maps like Miami and then what was the other one? Cartel? No, not Cartel. Uh, Moscow. They were a little confusing at first. Once you play, a lot of rooms. Yeah, a lot of rooms. Both of those have like a lot of rooms that like you make like a turn and you're like, I don't really know where I'm at, and then you have to like find your way back to like the main strip. Because that's that's the thing with those. Those are just going to be playing uh, over and over again, trying to figure out the lay of the land. Which I feel that going back to Black Ops One, like Hanoi, 
that's a tough map to figure out in your first couple go rounds. Yeah, because it kind of all looks the it, same. Yeah. And then uh, what were the other two? There was uh, Cartel, which is a very fun map. And then Satellite. Satellite was my favorite. Cartel, I believe, was your favorite. Yes. I love Cartel. It looks It's going to be a good game. Comes out November 12, I think. Yes. That yep. is so the we confirmed got date. A couple more weeks till we get to play that for real. Which is sad that, you know, the beta doesn't just stay out till the game comes out. But here we are. It is what it is. Maybe that'll be a future thing. Maybe the next COD will just keep the beta out. Hopefully. One can dream. One can dream. One can dream, that's for sure. So, Paul, let's talk, let's talk Broncos for a second here. Paul has a franchise in Madden 20 with the Denver Broncos. That's true. He's won three straight, is that correct? Uh, or I want to say it's four straight Super four Bowls. Four straight Super Bowls. Been to five straight. Been to five straight. And now he's up down all Madden. First game, how'd it go? First game didn't go good, but we were also playing the powerhouse that you made of the Cougars. Yeah, um, they are. They have Tom Tebow, a.k.a. Tim Tebow. Yep. However you want to refer to him, I'm Tom Tebow guy. If anybody knows of that Twitter account, it's funny. Get used to it. Um, they got, you know, they just got talent all over the field. They got a seven foot tall middle linebacker. They got they got a good ninety nine speed defensive end and Joey Bosa on the other end. Yeah, and it's tough. You know, it's tough to get the passes off. It was a tough game. We didn't play great, and then we started turning the ball over a little bit at the end. And a lot bit at the end. We we lost a few. We lost a few of our, you know. Decent performers to uh, some injury at some points. And oh, who's hurt? Uh, we lost a, a wide receiver. I think it was Jerry Judy at one uh, point. He's not, like, out for a couple weeks. He just got hurt in the yeah. game. I just don't think he wanted to play anymore. I mean, respectively, we did not score a touchdown. First time in Broncos franchise history under Coach Richard Sterling that they didn't score a touchdown. Wait, wait, wait. Didn't two years ago the Cougars beat without a touchdown? No, I scored a touchdown. Oh, you did score a touchdown. Okay. That was all I scored. I scored one touchdown, and that was bad, too. Yeah. But, you know, we bounced back the next two games, 2-1. Two and one. You beat the Ravens. Who's at the third game? The Chiefs. Oh, yeah. They, for some reason, they're always bad, and their team is loaded. I just I, I know, like, my only issues are going to be against the teams that you loaded up. Their defense is like the Raiders yeah. and the Cougars. I'm the Raiders will be with tough. Them. Hopefully, you don't have to face the Lions. Raiders have Jesus Christ at quarterback. You think I'm going to have some problems? That is actually true. I'm going to have some problems. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And, I mean, hopefully, you, you've lucked out the last two years, I think, since I made those teams, that you haven't had to face them in the playoffs. You had to play the Raiders once, but the Cougars the Cougars once. once. That, yeah, that, that's the team you're nervous about. And they, they ended up losing, and then so did the Lions. So you kind of got to skate your way through to the last Super Bowl. There's an asterisk by it, according, to the, according to the media. You can't go 19-0 and, and get an asterisk by your name in the Super Bowl. I mean, you didn't play the best teams, and that's what a lot of people want to see. They want to see the best against the best. I don't have control over what happens in the NFC. You could have, though. The thing is, there's an option to force a homer away win. I don't want to force a win. I want to play the best team. The best team at that time was the team that won that game. Well, how do you know it didn't come down to a bad call? And me and Dallas had a really good Super Bowl. How do you know it didn't come down to a bad call? That was a good call? Super Bowl. It was tight until the very end. Was it, though? It was. It was like 24-10, to 10, and then they scored at the end. It was 24-17. They had a chance. A chance and a chance. How about it? Uh, weather's getting a little colder. It's starting to get dark outside. I hate how it gets darker so much earlier now. I know. Just, and I have, I have a feeling uh, snow's around the corner. Oh, yeah, it's coming. It's, it's like if our situation couldn't get any worse, let's just dump some snow on you. Yeah, oh my Eat gosh. some of that. 
I still haven't heard back about we changed our testing style here at Albion to random testing. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be every week or every two weeks or what the situation's going to look like there, but I mean, I'm just waiting for the for the email to tell me coming. Now it's going to be Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, I believe, because I didn't go today. Yeah, no, I got mine like the night before. The night before? Okay. As like. I got, like, a text and, like, a... Email. Oh, you got a text, too? Yeah. Okay, that makes me feel better. Because I, I keep checking my email to make sure I'm not missing anything because, you know, we've uh, upped the ante here, and it's automatic suspension before the judicial board if you break any of these rules, so... Got to make sure we're uh, being clean and being good students, prisoners, whatever you want to call us at this point. Oh, man. You saw you watching some workaholics this morning. I am back on the workaholics train. That's what I decided to watch Saturday after our call. I was like, yes. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm on my second run through of that show. I mean, I just, I've, I've always liked that show. I've always found it funny. It is a great show. It that is was a just, great I show. I really like, I mean, Adam Devine is hilarious to me. Yeah. I find him so funny. And then the other characters just feed off him. And it's really, I just, that's just, it's like a... It reminds me of, like, The Office. It was, like, a dirty spinoff, basically. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, they're in the office. They're doing things at work. That's, what, like, the basis of the That's show is, like, being at work or being at home. Yep. And, like, how work kind of correlates with that. And it's just, like, hilarious. It is a good show. It is a good show. I finished all 60 days in. And I'm sad because there's not more <laughs> yet. Hopefully there'll be more seasons to come soon. Um, it's a really, really good show. Very entertaining. It, I don't know if enter, entertaining is the right word for it. It's not meant necessarily for entertainment purposes, which is where I like get confused because the basis of the show is these uh, sheriffs and um, people in the prison that want to make the prison better and help operations run better. And, you know, you have participants who are, a lot of them are going in for kind of work-related things, or if they had a family incarcerated, trying to see what that was like for them. But I also, the last season I watched, the sheriff seemed a little tv Like, he knew he was on TV, obviously. You know you know you're on TV, but it seemed like he tried to play that up a little bit. And that's where I think the dangerous line when you're doing this kind of reality TV is you got to make sure you stay to what the goal is here. The goal is not to get views and become you know famous from a tv show that's about helping to make your prison better because at the end of the day it's about the prison it's about the workers it's about the inmates making everything better for everyone involved and i think that sometimes got a little bit that line was uh a little bit lost sometimes throughout this last season i watched but it is what it is i'm not in their shoes i don't know what it's like i hope i'm never in the spot of the shoes of running a prison because that's just a stressful job in itself and we ain't gonna yeah. go to prison so interesting show though it is a good show it is a very interesting show not something you would have thought of no you don't expect to take like regular that. people off the street and put them into jail for 60 days and not that but they're volunteering to like i mean in our everyday lives we all try to avoid it even if you are committing crime your goal is to not end up there and for people to voluntarily go in, it takes a special person. You know, I've, we've seen a lot of people on that show that didn't make it through the 60 days and more, even more, that did make it through the 60 days. And it definitely takes a special kind of person to get through that. 
totally random. I just it just kind of clicked with me. I start my first day of yoga tomorrow. You excited? Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what to expect to be honest, because yoga is the you know preface of the class, but we have a journal we need to keep and um, like a poster board with magazines, which I don't have either of those things because I can't go get them. So we're going to have to order a poster board off of Amazon soon, and hopefully I can just print pictures because I don't want to spend money on magazines, one, because that's going to be more expensive than if I just print pictures of things I like and I don't read magazines, so it's not very applicable to my life anymore. I mean, try when I was 12 years old, then yeah, but I mean, I don't really, can't say I pick up a magazine outside the dentist office. And they don't even have them there anymore. Last time I was at the dentist, they don't even, there were no magazines out for me. There were pamphlets and brochures. But no magazines? Yeah. I feel like people just be on their phones nowadays anyway. That's true. And I mean, half the reading we do is on our phones. The world we live in. How about it? So... It's going to be an interesting week. We're not exactly sure what kind of episodes we're going to be portraying. Uh, we've, we've talked about doing some conspiracy theory stuff, which will be exciting because I'm a huge conspiracy theory guy. I love them. And we're not talking necessarily like current ones, like the ones you're seeing in the media right now. We're talking some fun ones. Like what's under the left paw of the Sphinx in Egypt? <laughs> Did aliens ever visit? Bob Lazar. The JFK assassination. The Lincoln assassination. All kinds of, I'm not going to use the word fun here, but ones that are more easy to talk about. Because if you talk about the current ones, someone's going to get upset. So that's the world we live in. You can't say anything anymore without someone getting upset. Because we live in a world where everyone likes to play the blame game and, oh, if you say this, you're evil. If you say this, you're soft. It's, uh, I'm sick of it. Don't want to get canceled. Yeah, no, you don't want to get canceled because cancel culture is... Shout out to Bill Burr for attacking that on SNL. Don't Seriously. think he's ever going to get invited back. That's okay, though. He said what he, he, said what he had to say, thing. and he did it excellently. It was, it was really beautiful to see someone actually take on that because cancel culture is horrible. Are there certain things that people should get canceled for? Yeah. Like R. Kelly. Yeah, exactly. Case in point, he sh- yeah, he is far from even coming back. But um, there, there's sometimes if someone says something you don't like, that does not mean they should be canceled. If it's an opinion, that doesn't mean they should be canceled. Obviously, there are extremes to these. Where in that case, then yes, cancel them. Whatever. But. You can't go a day on Twitter without seeing hashtag cancel so-and-so. Cancel so-and-so. It's just little things, too. Like, they don't even... Things that would be, like, they'd be taken out of context, and then... Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, cancel. Like, what? Well, they'll pull something that they said when they were, like, eight years old, and it's like, cancel them. It's like, A tweet from when they were 12. Like, oh, my God. Speaking of that, (laughs) uh, did you hear what PlayStation did? I did not. You know they listen to your parties now. Oh, yeah, with that whole thing where they, like, record them and everything? Yeah. I saw that. That's tough. You can't, like, name parties anymore? You can name parties? I used to be able to name parties, and I can't name parties anymore. Yeah. 
And yeah, it's no, all they done have, through like groups, they not have, done like by inviting individual their friends. Bots come through now and check chats, make sure they're safe and clean. Be like, okay. I mean, I don't talk about. Could you imagine safe and clean things when yeah. I'm playing video games could with you, my friends? Could you imagine if like they did that in MW two days? Oh my god, kids! Everyone would be in jail. So many problems. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone would be getting canceled left, right. I think some of the things you've ever said in the party, it's just like ah, and I gotta clean it up or something. Yeah, no. I'm probably not. I'm just gonna see what happens. I'm gonna talk like I usually do. Yeah, I mean, you're just especially when you're. I mean, it always depends on the game you're playing. But the games we play these days are really tough to have, like, normal conversations while you're playing the game. Most of the time you're talking about the game. Yeah, it's not going to be like, hey, man, how was your day? Yeah, it's... While I'm sitting there trying to, like, it's, Do you have the plane? Like, are we going to get to the chopper? Like, that that's the stress levels you're at. Where, I mean, where, you're, where's the enemy? Like, you're trying yeah. to figure all that stuff out. That's what you're talking about. And then when you kill somebody, you're not just going to be like, got him. <laughs> yeah, got him. It's a, it's yeah, a, it's you, like you gotta let him know. You gotta, you gotta let burn him know. Hell. Like, come on, <laughs> gotta let him know. You were getting frustrated last night, God, dude. It was starting to bug me because, like, I was like starting to struggle whenever we played Miami to like see people at a distance. Yeah, because to like make out like the body versus like yeah. the backdrop. Because some spots, some really spots hard, look like people, and it was really bugging me. And I was like, I can't even see anything. What's going on? Some spots do look like people. We're over halfway through October. Dude, it's wild. Time is flying. I don't like it. I don't either. You're going to be graduating real soon here. We have a month and change. Month and change. Literally, like, change, like pocket change, because it's November 19th. I think the 23rd, I want to say, is the last day, 23rd or 24th. So, yeah, we're looking at, like, 35 days-ish. Wow. Got a lot to get in for, then. Yeah, and then we'll see if we, well, not we, me, if I have to come back to this prison or not, and what kind of prison it's going to be. I, If I'm a betting man, I don't think things are going to change. Uh, I mean, maybe if a vaccine is somehow created and is actually a you know, normal vaccine, I guess maybe. I feel like that's, at this point, uh... For the school administrators, their only way they would ever let some things go. But I don't know. It's frustrating. We got, like, emails because it was homecoming weekend here about basically copy and paste of all our rules and stuff. And they were just sending spies out throughout campus to make sure people were abiding by. And, I mean, you were allowed to go home this weekend to see your dad because of... uh, Surgery and that stuff yeah. and be with him. So that was cool that they first denied but then changed their minds and let you back for family matters, which is as they should. And, uh, I mean, dude, I was just sitting here watching college football, playing some video games. I wasn't too loud. My music might have been loud, but it is what it is. I'm throwing a party in, in here. Day. Yeah. It's like you can listen to me, especially on the weekends. It's like yeah. 12 to 12, I think, or 10 to 12, to be honest yeah. with you. I think it's 10 a.m. to, like, midnight. You're fine with, like, however loud things yeah. are. And then throughout the week, it's 9 to 9, nine I think. Yeah. But, yeah, it's annoying. I did. I really enjoyed the little session they threw in there about how to drink properly. Oh I my always love the, the, like, tips for drinking. Like, make sure you eat an actual meal before you drink. Don't just snack on, like, a handful of cashews and, like, don't mix your drinks. 
drink water. Dude, like when I read that one, the thing about the cashews that 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 wasn't Paul didn't add that. That was actually in the email about don't just eat cashews. I was like, you are definitely speaking from experience right now. There was an incident <laughs> where you only ate cashews and things got really bad for you that night. I mean, to be honest, I don't. Outside of parties, and even then, I think drinking to the point of blackout, and maybe this is for me, is hard to do because you get to a certain point where you're feeling good and you don't need to add any more to it. Yeah, no, I always hit a point where it's like, all right, I'm that's good. Enough. I'm good. Yeah. I'm in a good place. I don't want to screw this yeah, one up. Yeah. Because then, then if you exceed that limit, that's when it gets really bad. Because you know when that when you're at that good place, you're on the verge of being in a really bad place yeah. too. Like you're at you're at you're at the top of the peak and you could easily yeah. fall off if you keep going. So you're just like, I'm just gonna enjoy the view from up here yep. and call it a night. Beautiful analogy for that. Absolutely beautiful analogy for that. <sighs> I keep saying this, but it really is like what a world we live in. I I'm not going to talk about it, but if you saw the stuff with the Hunter Biden emails, wow. I just want to say, I think it's funny how Twitter and Facebook are trying to delete every post about it, and CNN and a lot of the major networks aren't really addressing it. Just going to throw that out there that it's interesting. Whether or not it's true, it's something to talk about. Because we see if Trump does something... It's talked about in every single news source. Even if he did it back in, like, 2002. Yeah. So, I, I'm just saying. I'm not taking a side in anything because I don't know all the facts. I'm just saying it's interesting that that's how that's going. And, I mean, whether you're for Trump or not, we all can admit the, the, the mass media pushes an agenda. We see Absolutely. it every day. We see it every day. I'm really, uh, I'm really excited for uh, Thursday. Debate yeah, round two. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I Hopefully mean, it's more civil than the last one because that, that was hard to watch. It was. It was just watching, like, two Little grown kids men fight, yeah. bicker. It was like, you guys just... The, the vice de- president debate was way, way better. There were still moments where... I mean, part of that is, like, it, it kind of needs to be for a debate because you got to yeah. see people's true colors. But, I mean, wow, like, the presidential debate was ugly, to say the least. It was... It was just a bunch of nonsense... Hard to watch. It looked more like a TV show, honestly, than you would expect from actual presidential candidates, but is what it is, man. It's the world we, once again, it's the world we live in. I could, yeah. You can say that to so many things now because, I mean, wind the clocks back four years when the, this election was, was coming up, Trump versus Clinton. Things were intense. Things were very heated. But not like they are now. And it's not even no. just the presidential election. It's COVID. It's um, all the stuff that happened this summer with police brutality. You know, you can sit here and just, it's, I mean, colleges. And a lot of this comes down to from COVID, all the, the repercussions that this disease has had. And I'm not going to sit here and say I don't believe in it because obviously it is real. Obviously, it, it has taken lives and it has been you know, it spreads fast, and there, there are things about it that are obviously true. But the fatality rate's not something I'm concerned about. People with pre-existing conditions and the elderly are more susceptible, just like they are with every disease. I've said that before. But we're, we're to a point now with colleges. You see it. 
If you test positive, you don't go to the hospital. You don't go on a ventilator. No, no, no. You just go to isolation housing, which is openly admitting that it's not that serious. We just don't want it to spread. And that's, that's the world we live in now. And, you know, wear a mask everywhere you go. I don't know if we'll see for the next six to ten years a world without masks. Because flu season's right around the corner. It's knocking at the door. And are we just going to go into another lockdown again? Who knows? And that's a scary thought, but that's the world we live in. I'm going to title the episode this. Roll credits. I said the title, The World We Live In. That's what the episode's going to be called. I like it. Um, but yeah, no, like, I was really, I mean, even since the beginning, like, since COVID started, I was like, these are like fear tacker fear tactics to drive the election like it's not as extreme as it is um and to a degree that's true um it isn't as extreme as everybody's making it out to believe and like everyone thinks it is like you're not gonna you're not gonna die as soon as you walk out the door like that doesn't happen you don't have to wear a mask when you're driving in your car by yourself that's not effective at all so much it's not as bad as people think i mean covid's been around for years yeah and it's only now it's really becoming, a f- like, a yeah. problem, but that's probably because it was genetically modified. Yeah. In Wuhan. Um, but that's the story for another time. <laughs> um, but it's just these, these fear tactics. I mean, we saw it with Ebola. Like, Ebola was yep. a big thing, and then the election happened, and it's like, ah, no yeah. more Ebola. I pray that that's exactly what happens with COVID. Like, yeah. you know, election goes by, whoever wins, wins, and then... Hopefully we Life move on starts to this. trend back to a sense of normalcy and the way things were before and that this is not the new norm. It's just a stint in our existence. Yeah, rather. because, you know, when lockdown first happened, we were told, I think, 15 days or something like that to slow the curve. And we're sitting here however eight months later now, and, and we're still in not quite as extreme, but very similar. Just not the whole economy shut down. Things have slowly started to open back up and whatnot, but I mean, this this is now normal for us. Wearing masks outside, uh, not being seeing full capacity in stadiums and restaurants and any building that has, is indoors. And you know, we see across college campuses whether or not they're closed or whether or not they're under martial law, basically like we are here. Um, and that's a sad, sad world. And the sad thing is that this is our normal now. And where do we go from here? We don't know. We can't predict that because we couldn't have predicted what this turned out to be. So we can't sit here and predict the future. We can speculate. We can hope. But uh, ultimately, one, it's in the power of the people we elect. And two, it's in the power of the people. Um, Because that's a thing that I don't think a lot of people realize is... The there's more of us than there are of them. And we elect them. So they work for us. And I think a lot of people lost sight of that. And not everyone did a perfect job. Not everyone did a bad job. I mean, it was a tough situation. Tough decisions had to be made. I think specifically in here in Michigan certain things should have gone a little differently. 
But once again, I'm not the one making these decisions. I didn't get elected. I didn't work my life to get into those positions. So I'm not going to just sit here and bash on that because I'm not in their shoes. But so many, we, we've seen this the last however many years, but I can say this without a doubt in my mind. Decisions were made not for the people, but for political reasons. And that's sad. That's really sad because you can, can't can name too many politicians that genuinely just care about the people and not pushing political agendas. And it's on both sides of the aisle. It's not just Democrats. It's not just Republicans. But we live in a world where it's just finger-pointing, push the agenda forward. And that sucks because we're never going to get change. Nothing's, that's what, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement needs change. But change doesn't come from the riots and the looting. Just like when you're a kid throwing a tantrum, change doesn't come that way. Change isn't going to come by pointing fingers and screaming at people, telling them they have to change. You have to come forward with a plan of your own. How do we fix this? Systemic racism real? Okay, let's attack it. Let's address it. Let's find the exact instances where we can repeal laws or change laws or maybe even make new laws to fix these problems. Because going into Target and stealing everything, that's not going to help anything. That's just going to create chaos. And you know me, I love chaos. Chaos is fair. But to actually get change, you can't have that. And then, and then that's the, what we saw this summer. Some horrible, horrible things happened this summer. I'm not talking about the riots and looting. I'm talking about you know, police instant, instances that were horrible. And the thing that bothers me is you can't, what they did was evil and wrong. Do not get me wrong about that. But to sit here and say the only reason it happened was it was racially motivated, that's, to me, that's a step. It, it could have been. I'm not saying that's, that wasn't the case. I'm just saying to make that jump, that's a big step. Because... There's a lot of things that go on in this world that, like, okay, for example, uh, the was it Jay Crowder and Luca? Yes. Yeah, that instance. That, that was, I, I wouldn't say that was racially motivated, what Jay Crowder did to him. I just, that, that's just how sports are. And, you know, if you take every incident and assume it has to be race, then you're assuming everyone is racist and holding this racial bias. Mm -hmm. Which, yeah, there are people, tons of people that do that. But not everyone. And when you put a group of people into a category like that, that's racism in itself. And I think we need to change our ideology as human beings, as Americans, as people that live in this world together. Because we're all in this together. At the end of the day, whether you're blue, green, purple, yellow, it doesn't matter. We're all living this world together. We're all doing this thing called life together. And without each other, we can't do it. Every race together, every gender together, we all have to come together. And that's my biggest problem is the finger pointing and screaming. Because if you're walking, let, let's just put this into a simple uh, analogy here. If you're an incoming freshman at a college and let's say you want to join a fraternity. There's three fraternities. 
There's two fraternities that do the normal recruiting. And then there's one fraternity that's pointing at you, screaming at you, telling you you're a bad person, but they still want you to join. Are you going to join them? No. And I just, I, just, I, I stand by that. I, I think that a lot of things need to be changed, but there's a better way to go about the change. You need to actually show what needs to be changed specifically. It's like writing a paper. You're going to get a bad grade if you generalize everything. I've been there. I faked my way through several papers in my day. And a lot of them that got marked badly were because I didn't know what I was talking about, so I was just generalizing it. But if you come with specifics and you give examples and facts and data, that's when you're going to get the change. And that's my two cents on the whole thing. My biggest problem is that a lot of what we're presented in society is about choosing sides. Um, obviously, like politics, you choose a side. The two-party system makes you choose a side. Um, and, I mean, a lot of other situations, you're forced to, you're one side or you're the other side. And that right there already, like, breeds separation. And I feel like that's partially what our government wants is people to choose sides. That's how yeah. they sway votes and get, get their way. Facts. Where a united people is the most dangerous threat to any form of government. Facts. If we're all on the same page... We're all put our differences aside. Like, I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you see a why whatever at towards a situation differently than I do. Then like whatever. Get over that and realize that at the end of the day, we're both just people in the same system trying to do similar things with our lives and trying to achieve our life's purpose. And it's not really anything more than that. I mean, put your differences aside and just like love people. Get over that. United we stand. Separated we fall. It's, man, it's, 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 roll credits the world we live in now, though. And I don't know, see, this is the thing, I'm talking about specifics. I don't exactly know a way to change this type of mentality. My thing would be start with local elections. Get out there and vote in local elections. And let's, Start at the local level. Get who needs to be in office. It doesn't have to be a politician. You get someone that is going to do what they say. And I think maybe that'd be a way to change it, is to hold politicians accountable. If you say you're going to do something, but you don't ever actually, like, enact it, consequences, out of office. Because we hear so many things they want to do, but what do they do? Not a ton of it. And I know there's a lot of processes to it. But if you put it in the world where they have to follow through with what they say they're going to do, they're not going to say as many crazy things. They're not going to have all these millions of ideas and say they're going to do all these things. They're going to really think hard. What do I really want? What do I want to put at the forefront? And what am I going to make a change? And if it doesn't get changed because voting, you know, uh, with laws and stuff like that, it takes, you know, both sides to come together and agree on something. But if the effort is there, the attempt to push it through, the attempt to do what you say you're going to do, that's what I'm looking for. And it starts with local elections because people complain about the two candidates we have now. Well, they got voted in there into their positions. They won their side of the two parties to get the nominee for this, and now we have to choose between the two. If you hate both candidates and you want to change the system, it's got to start locally because it's never going to happen at the national level right away. But if you start local, I'm talking city, I'm talking who your mayor is, I'm talking small representatives, 
And then you work that way to state when you start getting the governors and you start getting the sen- like the state senators and uh, working into that aspect. And, and then that's when you can start taking on the national level. Once states start following that and cities start following that, that's when you can start taking things to the national level. And that's where we can start seeing real change. Is that ever going to happen in our lifetime, in any lifetime? I'd probably say no. Because people don't have that mentality. I'm starting to believe people don't want this anymore. I'm starting to see um, extremist views blend in with the normal views. And now we're normalizing extremist views. And America has been a powerhouse as far as a country goes. You know, military, financially, in pop culture, around the world, it's, it's a powerhouse. But every dynasty falls. I mean, look throughout history. And I'm not saying we're necessarily at the top of the world or anything like that. But, I mean, we're in the consideration. We're, we're in the top ten or whatever. You, I don't even know how you break that down. But, um, I mean, look at, look at people, I mean, Egyptian government. Rome, Greece, all these uh, countries or, or areas that have grown to power in history fall, and they fall hard, and that's tough because, I mean, honestly, right now, we're almost in a decline because we've never been more divided, in my opinion, I mean, outside of I'm talking civil war, obviously, but who's to say we're not on the brink of another civil war? Because, and this is, whether you stand for guns or against guns, I don't want to get super into this, that argument right now. That's not the point of what I'm about to say. But when a government tries to take weapons away from its people. That's when things get dangerous because people will fight to protect those because I've seen the Biden tax on gun owners. That's not a conspiracy theory that's out there in the public. It's on his website. Go look at it. What do you think is going to happen? And I'm not... Do we need stricter gun laws and make it harder for people to get them? Yeah. You, don't, you shouldn't take them away. You should have the right to defend yourself from tyrannical government, which a militia, which is the point of the Second Amendment, that, that's the type of thing we had. Like, why do we have the Revolutionary War? Because of a tyrannical government. And if the guns were taken away, we'd probably still be under rule by Britain right now. And so what's to say what's going to happen when... Let's say, you know, Biden wins or whoever. It doesn't matter who wins, but at some point in the world, let's say someone tries to take the guns away. That's when I think we're going to start seeing bad things happen in this country. Oh, yeah. And when you if a civil war, let's just hypothetically, God forbid this ever happens. But if a civil war does come to the United States. That puts everything on hold. The world's going to stop for here in the, in the country because you aren't going to be going to class. Well, people 
in this country are killing each other, trying to fight for the country. Yeah. And that's a scary thought. That's a really scary thought. Because you take the way, guns away from all the civilians, then the government has ultimate power. And you have they nowhere can, to fight back at that point. Yeah. Sticks and stones at that point, and that ain't going to do much against bullets. But yeah, that's, I mean, we, we could, we're, we're at a point where we could see that soon. And that's a scary thought. That's a really scary thought. But on a happier note, after that got real serious there for a minute, if you stayed with us this long, which I hope you did, because why start a podcast? You're not going to finish it. It just seems weird. <laughs> be like turning on a movie and getting like 30 minutes in, be like, ah, it's good. I'm done. What? No. See how it ends. It's getting dark outside. What time is the sun's at? Let me quick check this. It sets at 649. It's 525 right now. Oh, is it going to rain? Yep. It's going to rain at 6. Okay. So, Paul, we haven't played catch in a minute. So, we're probably going to go outside right now after this is done, and we're going to play catch. Paul, you got anything else to say to anyone? Have a great rest of your Mamba Monday. Have a great rest of the Mamba Monday. We will catch you next time. Peace and love, y'all.